Hello, and welcome to the Lakeshore Records podcast on Cue With. For this episode, I had the great pleasure of speaking with Angel Christy Williams and Kari Mateen. Angel's exquisite directorial work can be seen in Really Love, Calling in Black and White, Cherish the Day, and more. And Kari's incredible songwriting, production, and compositions can be heard on albums by artists such as The Roots, Jill Scott, and RJD2, and in films and TV series such as Rest in Power, The Trayvon Martin Story, D-Wade, Life Unexpected, Really Love, and more. We discussed how they arrived at the beautifully elegant, sophisticated sound of Really Love, experimental film and photography in Baltimore, working with Questlove in the Roots in Philadelphia, art as catharsis, how to capture nuance, hanging out at Prince's house, what vulnerability, pain, lust, and love sound like, the biggest sacrifices of being an artist, box cello suites, the incomparable Sade, creating revolutionary drama without trauma, getting in the studio with God, and so much more. Kari's phenomenal score for Really Love is out now worldwide via Lakeshore Records. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Angel and Kari as much as I did. Welcome, Kari, Angel. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, congrats on the success of the movie. It's incredible. It is so honest and there's a vulnerability to it. And I feel like I'm talking to two really true amazing artists and also chemists. Like you two really <laughs> captured some real chemistry and a day, you know, day in the life type of vibe. And, you know, for me personally, I just have to say, I fell in love with the characters as they fall in love with each other. And the whole thing is so elegant and romantic and sophisticated. The score is just stunning. Just got, you got the jazz, classical, R&B, ambient, the hip hop, all of it, the traditional. And, you know, honestly, when I, I read somewhere that, um, it was shot with in 18 days with a single camera, my eyes literally, Literally, when I read that, I like could not shut my eyes because I was just, I was mind blown by that. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm, you know, the original score is, you know, probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the film. And so like, I get excited about any opportunity to, to talk about it, but also just to talk with Kari about it. I mean, there's still you know, so much that I am, you know, wanting to pick his brain about, you know what I mean? Like the how and the, you know, just in all the choices and um, yeah, it, it really is a magical piece of the film. I, I can't, I have to echo that. It really truly is special. You know, that word is sort of overused, but it is really, this is a special film with very special music. And I'm gonna, we're gonna get into that, but I'd love to first start from early days. If you could just tell me a little bit, each of you, about your background, where you grew up, what got music into you, art, film, and, and anything else you'd like to say, say on that. Kari, why don't you start? Cause this is a conversation about music. So I really feel that it, it should start with you. My early days uh, kind of going, you know, just kind of going back, my, my father's uh, he's played sax. My mom sang and played piano. My grandmother played and, uh, you know, just and then I started to play cello when, at a very young age. Uh, from there, I graduated high school and I moved to Philadelphia. And then I started working with the Roots in Philly. And um, they really gave me a shot. Questlove was a really, you know, Questlove, Richard Nichols, you know, Dice Raw, like all these people, you know, Larry Gold, they all gave me a shot to, you know, really hone my craft uh, at, at their studio in Philadelphia. At the time, it was called The Studio. Uh, it's called Milk Boy now. Um, and, you know, from there, the first film I got to do was, you know, through a conversation uh, very, you know, early on. It was like, yo, we're shooting this film here. That film's called Explicit Ills. Uh, done by Mark uh, Weber, uh, actor turned director. And uh, that was the first film I ever did. And they gave me a shot. <laughs> and, and a lot of people saw that. And they were like, yo, this guy, can, he can do something, you know? And so from there, I started working with Mark Levin, another direct uh, director that works in Doc. And uh, he gave me a shot to work on his show, Brick City. And uh, that was on Sundance. And then a lot of people saw that through Sundance. And my name was starting to get thrown around in New York a lot. And um, a little while later, I moved to California. And then uh, I just 
kept going <laughs> and just kept working and uh everything that would come to me i would just try to you know make sure that i put you know larry always said it's like kari he was like he has this voice like kari if you're gonna do something make sure 120 percent, man don't don't you know don't like he's like essentially like don't bullshit nothing like you know like know your shit know what you want to do and uh and really really try to to make it the best thing that you can do or don't do that shit at all, you know? And I really, I really felt, felt like that, you know, kind of in my career going forward is just to make sure that if you're going to do something and work with somebody, you know, make sure y'all both have the understanding that, you know, we're doing this because we want to do the best thing that we can, because that's really how you get other jobs, honestly, you know, <laughs> it's like, you don't get it because, you know, like, oh yeah, that was like, that was all right, you know what I'm saying, like, fuck that, you know, it was more, it's more like, you know, you want to, you want to do it, so the people that, that, that have that same feeling, uh, they, they can hear it, they can see it in your work, and they can see it in, you know, how you carry yourself, I think that's all those things that I learned, kind of growing up with all of these great musicians, you know, Philly musicians, man. And Angel, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background with music and growing up in art and film? Well, it's not going to be um, as interesting as Kari's uh, background. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I grew up in Baltimore, um, Baltimore, Maryland, and um like when I was around eight, my dad gave me this VHS camera, like one of those like old school, you know, big cameras that you you literally sit on your shoulder. That camera was bigger than my head. And I just really became fascinated with just like documenting my family and, you know, really as a, a fly on the wall documentarian. And then when I got to high school, um, I studied black and white photography and really became interested in like you know, composition and learn how to like develop and print my own um, photographs. So in college, um, initially I studied theater, you know, thinking that I would be on the stage, but I realized very quickly that I was just way too shy to, you know, be on stage um, and just really started focusing on like, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and studied um, filmmaking, a lot of experimental film. And so I was really um, learning uh, both through experimental film, but also photography, telling stories, um, you know, without dialogue and, and making a lot of um, silent narratives. Um, and music has always been something that's been a huge part of my life. Like, you know, I remember, you know, just making mixtapes, taping it off the radio and trying to get that pause, trying to hit that pause button right before, you know, like, like the DJ would, you know, come in and then going back and having to tape over it. Um, and, uh, you know, just like my dad had this, you know, crazy sound system when I was growing up and he would just play like, you know, CDs back when we were still playing CDs and, you know, would listen to, like, he introduced me to people like Shaw Day and, you know, just, just different artists, um, you know, that, that were in, you know, his era, but that I really took a liking to. So I've just always loved like music um, that was well beyond my years. Um, and um, yeah, I, I uh, got the bug for directing um, when I was an undergrad and then went on to Chicago to study um, directing and writing and got my MFA at Columbia College there. And um, after I was done with grad school, I moved out to LA um, and, you know, did some short films um, and met the writer, uh, Felicia Pry, who gave me this script. Um, and um, the rest is, is kind of history. Nice. That, that's, I, I, I'm going to ask you too how you met. But first, I just want to ask Kari something really quickly. Um, and you both share this. You both share this interesting entree into the arts through what I might call slightly unconventional means, like, you know, you hear a lot of stories of, of directors who are given a camera, but they don't necessarily go into experimental film, right? And, and documenting. That's something very specific and interesting in that, which we can touch upon. And also for you, Kari, I'd like to ask you specifically, the cello. Where'd the cello come from? 
because uh, that's not common. <laughs> my uh, my mom used to drop me off at early, like, because uh, she had to work, and uh, there was there was a bus system, but it was like, you know, that was like her time with me, like getting up in the morning, making me breakfast, and then she would drive me to school. But when she dropped me off, there is a was a woman there named Ruth Einstein. She was a cello teacher there. And so she would say, Kari, you know, you could come in, you know, if you want to learn how to play cello, I'll teach you, you know? And so I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Cause I, I heard him playing and I was like, man, I want to sound like that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that instrument is. And so in the mornings I would be dropped off, I would practice. And then I got into the class, had to like audition, like kind of like, you know, you have to show some initiative, right? Cause I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I, my, my parents played, but you know, I didn't have an instrument myself. So at the school, they had to provide you one. It's obviously very expensive. Uh, and so that, that is where I started playing cello is Ruth Einstein was the first teacher I had. How did you, cause your tone is off the rails. I mean, Thanks, yeah. like it's so deep and rich and there's like, you bring out the bottom end of that cello so well. I just like, I don't play the cello, but how the hell did you do it? <laughs> I mean, I think, I think partly is, you know, obviously it's the instrument and, you know, the person is playing and the mic technique. It's like all three, three of those things that kind of go, go together. Um, that, um, I just, you know, from just years of recording with it, you know, so like when I was working with the Roots, that was, you know, like, I, I think that was the reason why they were like, man, this, you know, it wasn't just the beat. It was like, it was a, you know, string arrangement on it too. So it's like, it's kind of hard to deny something. It's like, man, like, <laughs> this is a little bit more complex. And sometimes I would go overboard, you know, saying, with the, but then, you know, Larry, another, you know, teacher of mine, uh, he, he plays cellos beautiful cellist um and he's written obviously a ton of you know, like he wrote you know all the string arrangements for sexy back like for justin timberlake you know what i'm saying like the dude is a, he is the g you know what I'm saying? um he was just like yo car just just make it lush man all the time just make it lush <laughs> so that's when i started getting into that i was like man people really you know if it feels like you know like this supple sound uh, go for that, you know what I'm saying? Because people, like, they just, their ear just gravitates towards it. So that was just another, you know, just a, another OG moment to, like, oh, yo, really study that, really work on your tones. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, a lot of a lot of flourishing notes, is, it's cool, it's, it's tight, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, sometimes you just want to feel it. I yeah. have to say that, you know, Kari and I talked a lot about, like, I was trying to embody what love looked like visually, you know? Yeah. And so for he, for, you know, our collaboration with the music, the conversation was always about like, what, what is the sound that that feeling of love, like, what does that sound like? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like one of our very first conversations was about like love, like, have you been in love? Have you had your heart broken? Right? And yeah. like, <laughs> and, and what that, like how we could translate that to a sound. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I, I hear, and there's another element to my ear of it, which is the sensuality, right? Because, yeah. I mean, which is part of love, obviously. Yeah. But there's something very seductive about this score and the entire sonic palette of the film. And one, another part of it that I find very interesting is, is there's drama without trauma right <laughs> and, yeah. and i'm wondering if like how you two like what were your conversations like about you said you know you want to capture the sound of love but it's like there's also how dramatic do you get right there's tempo and there's you know how how big do you want to go with the drama like romeo and juliet stakes versus you know everyday life what yeah. were those conversations like all right do you remember i mean I don't I, I will say this it's like I think you were very intentional of like she has a great ear right so like I there were I mean you know for the 19 pieces of music that was that's on the soundtrack I think there's probably another 10 or so that maybe 
kind of pushed it a little bit f- too far and then we like reined it back in you know and i think that was i think between the two of us you know looking at the film listening to what was being created created i think we knew how far to go like i think it was just i think we felt it it's like oh yeah that that really doesn't fit let's let's go back to the drawing board with that a little bit and she was very vocal i mean i there were some days i had to call my mom i was like mom like this lady, <laughs> she is not easy, man. You know what I'm saying? But Wait, like, you, you did such a good job of, um, I think it was probably only one time where yeah. I actually felt <laughs> your frustration with like a note. But outside of that one time, he was so graceful and, yeah. and such a good listener and such a... Um, yeah. you know just really open you know he would be like yeah. okay i hear it and sometimes like when you're i'm always intimidated by by music and this, this part of the process because i'm not a musician you know like i was that kid who wanted to play drums but never my parents said you know i guess it just didn't take me seriously you know so i feel like if i wasn't a filmmaker i should have been a, a musician because i love music that much like i am mm-hmm. I listen to music all day long. Like I wake up listening to music. I go to bed listening to music. Like I literally only turn music off if it's like, if someone around me is going to say that it's a distraction. And if it's someone where I don't care if it distracts them, then I'll play it anyway. But, yeah. you know, like, I love it that much. And so I tried to talk to Kari about like what things that I was hearing was making me feel. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so... In doing that, I realized, oh, okay, so I don't need to be able to talk about the technical per se, but I can just talk to him about like the emotion, right? And what I'm feeling right now. And if that feels like it's on par with what the intention is in the scene or or what's happening in terms of like the character arc. But um, yeah, there was only one cue um, where where I think, uh, you know, I was like, oh man, he's like, ah. Just, yeah, I go back to the drawing. You know what I mean, but you know, and that and it, it was it was scary. The, it was, it was scary, the, but then but then when you go yeah. back in, right, and you and you and you did something different, and we oh, were yeah. like, oh, that's oh, yeah. it right there. No, yeah, like as a composer, I have to definitely I have learned to not be so, uh, you know, when I look. There's so many, there's so much music to, to create. Like I, when I sit down and make music, like I'm looking, I'm literally like, I, I just, there's, there's a language that I need to learn of how I communicate with the people that I'm working with. That's like the number one thing that I try to do when I'm writing music for a film is just like, all right, who I need to communicate my, my talent and my musical mind because it's really like endless like when i look at music i'm like this is like you know but not everything should be thrown at you know a piece of music so you like start to create these boxes within the box within the box so the funny thing is it's like remember how i was like you were like yo i need one more cue at the end you know why it was easy because i already we already wrote the language you know what i'm saying i already knew what to make i was like all right yeah cool i know i know where it's going to be at the film i watched the film back and forth i know what to create and so that it was, you know, like I could do it really quickly because we created this language that was just so, it was so real. It was, it's, it's everything that, you know, and, and it's like, it is that, you know, like it's that, it's, this is the really love sound right here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not going to be able to get this anywhere else without these, all these people together, you know, without the film, the actors, everything, it all works together. Well, you know what I have to ask you though, um, is like, where was that moment though, where you think we really fi- figured out what the language was, or you, or rather, you figured out what it was that I was responding to? Because I think we, we, last the piece. process the last was piece. like, okay, let's just, oh, when you wrote, when you wrote the piece for the final, yeah. That's it because to was me, it's it that? Like that. no, I feel like it was these dates when I heard these dates. These dates was great, yeah. These yeah, dates when I great. heard when I heard these dates, which is, <laughs> you know, for people who are going to be listening to this, these dates is the name of the cue 
for the falling in love montage, right? So it's it's, it's just montage. before Act Two, you know, after they had like you know their first date, um, and they're just you know like enjoying this this magical day in DC. Mm-hmm. When I heard that cue, I was like, oh, every yeah. I felt like the entire score needed to sort of like branch off from there. For sure. Yeah, it was that that's that's definitely like the that that one. It was like I watched that so many times. Like I watched it. It was like every time I like watched it, it was like, damn, I, I you know, looked back to past, you know, memories of being <laughs> in love and understanding what that looks like, even from other people, just like like, oh yeah, I know they're having a good time. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that's what it's supposed to be like right there. Writing that piece right there was just that was amazing. I hear on all the songs on, on the soundtrack are sort of a journey. There's, there's, there's like, you don't end where you start necessarily. And there's, there's almost a transformative thing that, that goes on. Like it's almost like a process of manifesting or, or realization. I'm thinking of Isaiah's paint in particular, like it, you go through, you go through, you like, this experience, this sonic experience, and you're so patient. I hear a lot of patience with the arrangement. You'll, yeah. you'll drop in one little sound here, but and it might just be gone. That's yeah, because it came and it went. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You served your purpose, and there's there's a line in the movie. I think it's I'm gonna butcher this. Sorry, it's something about like some people are in your life only for a season. Yeah, for a season, yeah. And yeah. and yeah, Suzanne, Suzanne. Suzanne yeah. Um, yeah, and it's almost like you're mirroring that with a lot of your orchestrations and arrangements. Like you'll just hear a flourish here, and it comes and yeah. it goes, and then it takes you on this journey somewhere else. I'm wondering if that was a conscious thing, or is that just my interpretation? So you know what, actually, that um, so there's two, there's actually two cues for that ending sequence, mm-hmm. and the first yeah. piece of it, underneath of the mother's um. So it, it begins like in the scene, right, with Suzanne Douglas and Yuta, um, who plays Stevie um, and uh, Mrs. Richmond. But that first cue, but well, actually, Kari had written that cue for another scene, mm-hmm. and I and and when I was in the edit, I thought that that scene shouldn't have a cue underneath of it. And then I was in the edit and the editor and I was like, oh, well, let's try something. What do we have that we haven't used? And, and so we just put it there just to see how it would work. And I sent it to Kari and he was like, oh, there's another cue that that happened with too. Remember, um, so in the scene in the beginning after the go-go when he's walking her home, that yes. cue, you'd written yeah. that for another scene. Yeah. And I tried it there and I was like, we we played it back in the in the edit suite and the, me and the editor both looked at each other was like, oh my God, like this is literally perfect for the scene. I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it to and I was like, oh, I know you wrote this for a whole nother scene, mm-hmm. but I was just trying this and this is perfect right here. Yeah. And then yeah. he kind of just tweaked it 
yeah. you know, we tweaked both the edit and I think Kari went back in and kind of tweaked it for the scene, but it yeah, was- the just, melody was right. The melody yeah. was right. It's, just, it's a little bit of pacing that needed to happen, but that was, it was, it was like, it was like everything that was there. It was like, all right, yeah. I think too, it's like throughout the film, you know, I wanted to show like, you know, the, the building, the, you know, like the, the score wasn't too complex, you know, as they're like starting to fall in love with each other until you hit the these dates montage where, where all the, like the melodies between them, cello and horn, like intertwined. So, you know, that's like full, fully in love. You know what I'm saying? Horns playing at the same time, cello playing at the same time. Yeah. That was all very intentional, keeping the, the, uh, the composition a little bit sparse as they're falling in love. And then after that, I think, you know, we go into, you know, re, you know, coming back to themes, you know, uh, like Isaiah's paint, you know, like anytime he's playing, you know, you're only hearing trumpet and drums, upright bass, maybe some roads, you know, like kind of blocking out some of the chords. And I think that really helped just kind of show his own solo process of just like, yo, he's in his zone. Uh, and so for me, that was a very intentional thing to have like a jazz, more jazz forward, you know, cause that's his mind kind of, you know, each adding these layers and layers and layers on there. And, and you know, I, I loved, actually I really loved creating the pieces for where he's painting. Uh, cause it's like freestyle and it was like, he was like, you know, he's just moving. He's like, you know, like, I love that, you know? And so we kind of went forward, you know, to try to make that happen, you know? And, and also Alon, we, Kari and I decided early on that the cello was her instrument and the yes. trumpet was Isaiah's instrument. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That, that yeah. totally, totally resonates. Totally yeah. resonates. And I love what you said about like when they both come full blast, that's them together. Yeah, that's it. And, and I think you really captured it. You really captured the energy of, you know, the, the courtship and the development. And this is a, another thing I wanted to ask you both that, that I find it to be so difficult myself as an artist is capturing nuance, right? Mm -hmm. Like the everyday nuance, how do you do it? And I know that's kind of a, tricky question to answer but for me for example as a songwriter I'll like be in a moment and something that happens that is so quote-unquote mundane and beautiful right and but then I sort of defeat it by going to write it down you know it's like I'm like <laughs> moment right because I'm like oh I gotta capture this right and yeah. then I have to recreate it later yeah. and honestly it's tough to actually make that come to realization later down the road, how did you to do it? I mean, I'll tell you one thing that I feel is though when, I, when I'm writing a piece of music, yeah, you know, like, you know, you, you which, what, uh, what like DAW do you use? Do you like Pro Tools or Ableton? Like right? Yeah. And all, I don't, when I'm, when I sit down, I just play and I just record. I mm -hmm. record and I'm recording and I'm recording. I don't stop recording. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm like not, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm, you know, I'm living, I'm feeling, I'm writing, you know what I'm saying? I, but I'm not writing for, to like, you know, I'm trying to like be in the emotion, not like I am going to go A, you know, C, <laughs> major seven over, you know, like, <laughs> like, mm. fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like, damn, how do I feel? How do I get closest to this feeling? You know, or, or I'll loop the scene and then like, I'll just keep playing and playing. And then when that comes out of me, that is when, or at least musically, that's how I approached working on Really Love. It's like, those, those melodies came out of like thinking about the situations of being in love, but still like recording all of everything I was playing. And then I would go back and be like, so I'm not recreating it, but I'm just like, man, I was like, damn, that was kind of cool. Then I go back and they're like, all right, cool. What was I trying to say right here? And then, you know, boom, 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 You know, like, that's like, that was like a, man, it's like, oh man, like that, yeah, I like that. That's how I felt right there. You know what I'm saying? I remember like I all the lines like I know, like in my head, you know, but it was definitely out of just like sitting there, like vibing, you know, playing. And it, it takes time, you know, just sitting in that moment though is very real. 
Yeah, for me, you know, I, I mean, directorially, that that's always my approach as well. It's like, I'm always trying to cap like a feeling, right? Or, you know, it's like, if you throw away the dialogue, you know what I mean? Like what's what's yeah. happening? Like how do these two people feel about each other and what do they want from each other? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, the, the, the way that Kari was all, because that was his approach, it just made collaborating with him so easy. You know what I mean? Because I would hear, you know, he would send me back, you know, a sketch for something, I would watch it and it would just, it would just fit, you know what I mean? Like it would just be like just married to the picture in a way that it was almost, it was always there. You know what I mean? When I knew, when I knew that it wasn't, but it was just like, oh wow, like we're, we're floating or we're vibrating in the same, you know what I mean? Like we're on the same key. You know what I mean? And yeah. thinking about like what's happening and how it's making us feel. Um, and and that piece of it was super, super dope, you know? I think I think I read that you also created playlists early on um, for maybe the actors. And Yeah, definitely. I, um, well, when we were still developing, writing the script, I was, you know, I just started this Spotify playlist and it was, you know, mainly to inspire me, but also it's like, again, like music is, I love it so much. And so there were scenes where I was like really specific about what we heard in the scene. Um, you know what I mean? So there were a lot of references in the script and, you know, subsequently on the playlist. And so once uh, we cast the actors, I shared this playlist with them. I shared it with everybody. Like I shared it with Kari, like, you know, my DP production designer, like every collaborator on the film had the playlist. Um, and it was just, I mean, I'll share it with you too. I mean, it's like 10 hours long at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay, like what does love sound like? What does, yeah you know vulnerability sound like what you know like what does lust sound like what does making love sound like you know what I mean and so that was you know just sort of the playlist because I, I would just play it like in the background while I was writing or just thinking um and um yeah so it, funny enough some of those songs that were written into the script a music supervision team which is so dope Jonathan and, and Marielle from hit the ground running like we actually were able to keep in the film um like that Alice Smith song that was in the script that was something when I first heard her cover of that song it made me cry like I was sitting in the car my friend um Lou Andrew who's also a musician played it for me and I had to like I had to stop driving and like I pulled over and tears were just like streaming down my face because her voice simultaneously sounds like a woman who is both in love and a woman who is heartbroken. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, was like, I was like, we're not replacing this, right? <laughs> no, was like, like, that, that, was, that was the one song that like, I, I was like, I got to. Yeah. If I can't have nothing else, I have to have this. Like, um, yeah, please do send me that playlist. I'd love to hear it. I'd also love to know, how, like, hear if there's a through line between that playlist that helped inspire you and the the music that that Kari made. Like, what's the connection and the relationship between all of those artists? Because I'm sure there's there's a lot of uh, synergy there. Um, I also just wanted to ask you, given given the nature of the movie's topics and what it covers, you know, you have these, these artists, this artist who's, who's struggling and coming up and trying to find himself and his identity. And uh, you have this woman, they fall in love and she has her own trajectory. And you, you are two artists as well. How, how do you build yourself as an artist and what sacrifices do you have to make and what pretensions and preconceived notions do you have to drop? as artists this is the moment know. where uh um life imitates art i mean 
I feel I'm I'm making or have made um, present tense, past tense, all the sacrifices that Isaiah and Stevie make. You know what I mean? Balancing, you know, being an artist and being a love, being in love is is a really difficult thing. Like it takes it takes practice and it takes um, you know maturity. Um, you know, one of one of my uh, mentors and advisors was Karan Davis on this project, who is Noah Davis's widow. And Noah Davis um, was an LA-based artist, a painter who founded the Underground Museum. Who, you know, in a lot of ways, Isaiah's character, but also his work, is an homage to him. And you know what I mean. And and the work that he left behind before his death. Um, but she said to me, she said. Um, anyone who is willing to be with an artist understands that he or she will always be number two. And that just like blew my mind. And I say um, all the time, I don't even remember at this point when it happened, but I am both of these characters equally. Like I am, you know, Stevie, who is this woman who wants to be in love um who's very ambitious um but I'm also Isaiah who is this artist who puts his work before everything else in his life you know what I mean and so like that sacrifice is real right because you know when I think as an artist a lot of times work is life you know what I mean like I don't you know put put my time card in and punch out at five o'clock it's like no like you know, when you go home, you got an inspiration you up in the middle of the night and you're writing yeah. or you're, you're playing, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, it bleeds, they both bleed into each other. And so for me, that's what I love about the, you know, the world of the film so much, because I think that it's, it's real and it's honest and it's talking about something that, um, that is really universal, you know? Yeah. For sure. I, um, a little healthy pushback, because if you tell my wife that, that she's number two, I don't know if that's going to, that's going to work out for us. So. Well, you can tell her I said it. You might not, (laughs) you might not want to own it. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say is you said art, like work is life, right? To a degree. And, and what I'll say is while, when I'm in pursuit of the idea or the creative uh, lightning bolt that just hits me oftentimes when I really look at it she's in there you know what I'm saying like our whether it's our our love or our struggles or whatever it might be it's almost like it's like what you did which is such a beautiful metaphor in this movie is I am not in every artistic pursuit that I pursue but uh sort of communicating what I'm going through in my life yeah yeah it is the diary of of the situation for sure you know yeah like i I understand what you're saying it's like art is definitely i mean for me it's you know i've been through some situations where it's like man this man if i was not able to do music i would probably be fucked up like really really fucked up like you know what i'm saying so like the situation with whether it's love or like you know whatever it may be uh, like, oh, my cousin, you know, like my cousin's been in jail for a very long time. But like sometimes it's like writing, like if I'm writing a piece or it's just like, damn, what is what is pain? What is pain? Like, what does that look like? You know, so I'm like, yeah, I'm using I'm using. Obviously, we use things that happen in our world to create, you know, and sometimes it is the people closest to us, which I feel is like one of the biggest sacrifices that, you know, like, man, I have to, you know, be away from my family sometimes. I have to do, like, there's a lot of things that I've lost time on from, for this, for creating music. Uh, and I, I definitely feel, come from the, I'm in the Isaiah camp. <laughs> probably more Because <laughs> I've definitely, I've definitely given up a lot, a lot to make music, man. A ton of stuff to just, to be able to do this all the time. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's that's a hard that's a hard thing to to give up too you know it's like I haven't really maybe put myself in a position where I've had to give it 
give you know sacrifice music for some something or someone else which is it's crazy so so like you know the girlfriend that i'm with right now is like man i really applaud her on her her uh, <laughs> her energy <laughs> yeah i mean it's a dance it's it's a dance you know what i mean yeah, I, mean, when I you, try to go hard you, too <laughs> yeah when you can figure out when you can figure out that dance and that choreography it's like it's it's really magical you know what i yeah, mean yeah. it's like you know yeah totally let, yeah. Let, let me ask you this um how as artists how do you communicate what you do do you have an art artistic mission statement or ethos i do <laughs> <laughs> let's hear i mean like, uh, for me, look, I remember when I was, when I, when I turned, when I, so I was, I was about to go to Full Sail down in Florida and I was like going, I, was like, I, I, was, I guess if I'm going to learn how to make music, I need to go to the school. And, you know, and I was like, I heard of this school, Full Sail. I was like, man, he's going to get an education, take this loan out, blah, blah, blah. You can come out, you're going to be an engineer. And right before that, I called my boy, Kilo, Kilo Saunders. And I was like, yo, Kilo, you think I can like, do, you, do I have to go to school? Man, he's like, man, don't go to that school, man. Come here, man. Learn, like, <laughs> get on the, like, get in it. Like, dude, like, you're going to go to school, you're going to sit down. It's like, are you want to, are you want to go through, like, the real hard shit and try to figure out how to make the sound that you want? It's like, he's like, man, it's like, what do you want to do, man? And I was, he's, then I said to him, like, yeah, I want to wake up every day and do music. It's like, dude, if I could do that, I can wake up every day and do music and, and, and be a part of, uh, expressing because expressing myself through music is like that that's man it's like everything it's like everything for me you know and uh it's been it's given me so so much that at this point too I want to give that to other people that give that feeling like I've I've had people like I've been taking an uber right <laughs> in LA and like the person's like oh man you know I, I can rap blah, blah, blah. I was like all right let's go to the studio Let's go right now. And they'd be like, oh, you, you, you for real? I was like, yeah, let's go to my <laughs> studio and we're going to cut a song. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, boom, I'll give anybody a chance. You know what I'm saying? Because I got that chance, like from all, like all these other people, you know? And like, that is what I live by. Like music, you know, is, is like everything. It's, it's get, it can give you so much. That is, you know, getting up every day, expressing that, you know, what happens when you play at a jam session, man? That shit is magical. That shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or when you go see a jam session or when you see an artist, to me, it's like, that's, I, I need that in my life constantly. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's through film, whether it's through playing in a band myself, writing my own song, stuff like that. I just love it. It's like the constant communication of music is real. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, for me, I I want to tell stories that um, that are meaningful. You know what I mean? That that impact people. Um, you know, whether it's big or small, but uh, allow someone to see themselves in a light that perhaps they haven't seen, or that reminds them of someone. You know, a love story. You know, um, a loved one. Whatever it may be. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm just really interested in like documenting us specifically, you know, and etching us on yeah. film and you know what I mean? Like people like Suzanne Douglas and, you know, Blair Underwood. It's like, and I want people to see, wow, like there's, there are two young black characters on screen and they both have a mother and a father. You know, like to yes. me, like, yep. Yep. like that, that is um, like, that's what I'm trying to do. And like anybody who says that, um, you know, that like cinema is just entertainment. Like, I think that that's whack, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it influences us, it influences us so heavily. Like we, we can teach people things that they don't know. We can, you know what I mean? Um, just expose them to things that they haven't seen. And, and I think that it's a, a very um, powerful medium um, that can reach, you know, so many people around the world. And I think that like, 
you know, by putting a, you know, just these two black people on screen who are worthy of their own love story, right? And they can have like a cello and a trumpet playing while they fall in. Like, I think that that is meaningful. Oh, yeah. Uh, even more to me, I feel like it's, um, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is a good thing, in, in, I wish it wasn't this way, but it's almost revolutionary in this, in this climate, in this day and age. To, it's like I said earlier, it's, I was just so impressed, like you're so inundated with fast paced, traumatic imagery. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, and it's all <laughs> and you're just like, like watching this movie, especially in the, in the yeah. context of a pandemic, by the way, it's like yeah. such a fresh breath of air. Just, see, yeah. as you said, it's just you're just watching two black people fall in love in a yeah. very relatable way. Without sure. anything that's, nothing insane happens. It's, it's a really beautiful snapshot yeah. of real relationships and how they develop. Dude, that, I, I just want to tell Angel this again, too. It's like, yo, this is like the type of love story that like so, like, we need this shit. Like, Black people need this shit. This is like, and like, I'm going to tell you right now, there's like so many people have like hit me up about this. And it's just like, man, this shit is like so fucking real. It's not no extra dramatized, fuck, like extra shit. Like, it's just, but it has enough of all of that to like make them the actors too. It's like they really look like they're in love, man. And it's like it it, it, it it's it's felt on screen and you see it. Uh, you know, the characters, everybody has like just such a great energy. It was actually that is why the music sounds like that. Is because if it was some other shit, it would be it would have to like play up to those like, you know, bullshit arcs, you know what I'm saying, that happen in films that that are just kind of like trying to create drama for drama's sake, you know what I'm saying? It's, this is real, you know? So from what you see on screen to the music, I feel like I had the opportunity to, to make something that was really fucking real, you know, like that. And that is, you're, and I feel like you're right on when it comes to saying, calling it revolutionary, because it's like, yo, it, when two real things come together and <laughs> it's just going to be real. It's going to be like, yo, that was really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's nice. That's, that's, that feels good. You know? So I love that. I love that. I can't, I mean, I tell people about this film all the time, man. I rep it hard, man. Super hard. And, and, and Angel, she, she, she came through, man, all the way. I was like, yo, I want this to come out as a, you know, I want soundtrack. She came through, man. <laughs> You can't do like she's the only she, she's the first director that's like ever let me like this ever brought out my music to the world. Wow, like, I didn't know that. No, yeah, well, you this are is the, like you're the first director to ever all the way. Like I've talked to people about it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, the music I'm doing for yo, like, can I like, can we put this out? No one's ever done it. Wow. Listen, like when I, I mean, that fills my heart, but also like I the, like this score. It sounds like what love feels like mm -hmm. yeah. from from beginning to end. Like it sounds like all of the emotions that I've ever felt being in love. And I don't know, like I, it, it is, it's over my head, like just beyond my brain, right? Of how you even begin to conceive something like that. And whatever it is, whatever the process was, right? Kari did it like he he embodied it you know like when he, you know he talks about like that final cue right after the cut to black and you know you wrote that in what like three days we talked about it and then he sent me a sketch and then called Chris and asked him to put yeah. the on it and then he sent it back to me and I was like wait like the next day and I was like what it like what did you say to him and he said, oh, I yeah. told him to make love to the trumpet. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And he's super lyrical. <laughs> you did it. He's super lyrical. Yeah. Um, Man. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, yeah, that's that that was it. I mean, the language is already created too. It's like I I knew where we needed to go. And I knew, you know, also too, I wanted to, because she, she hit me up. She was like, man, 
you know, you know, we need this this other one. And she kind of had like a in her voice a little bit. She was like, like it was kind of sounding stressful. I was like, yo, I got you. Like I got you. Like don't don't even worry nothing. Like stop and worry. Like I got you. We're gonna make this shit. It's gonna fucking sound good. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm conscious of the time. I know we, we only have an hour. So I got I have, I have one quick question and then three rapid fire questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So my one quick question is just because you touched on the trumpet, which is just, you know, just so beautiful. And you killed it. You know, I just love, love every, like every single note is so intelligently placed. Um, I'm just curious if you can tell us and you don't have to reveal the secret sauce. What's up with the reverb on the trumpet? What what's is that? up with it? Yeah. What is the reverb? It's so good. It's so, so good. good. It's so uh, good. UAD. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now you gotta go into um, the spring. So the spring is coming. The, the spring reverb that they have, and then the capital room. Okay. So the two together. You know what I'm saying? So the reverb. You know, you, I love, always love spring reverb. If you listen to any of my all my music, you're you're gonna hear probably some spring in it. But the room emulation of the capital capital records is phenomenal. And then you just kind of you know move it to taste. You know, but yeah. those are the two reverbs on that horn. Super sick, man. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. You, you, and, you know, it's so EQing in there, you know, but for the most part, it's like, it, that's where it starts. I would play around with those two and just like, kind of like that space and then like that quick forward sound, you know. Uh, yeah. Also, to, to the mic in, bro, I'm telling you, man, the way, you know, Indiaps, you got to check out them. Indiaps, okay. they make some really great microphones. Oh, we, we, we should email after this. Okay, we, we cool. Check. If we're uh, tech talk, I got you, bro. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for being yeah. so kind with your uh, wisdom. Yeah, man, um, we got it. We got to get the info. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Three rapid fire questions for each of you. Two of them are a little bit mean, but it's just whatever comes to mind. Um. Top three musical influences. Oh wow. Oh. Um. Hmm. Kai, you go first. I'm gonna have to think about this. I don't know <laughs> if I could just choose three. I'm gonna throw out, I, can we do them one at a time? I'm gonna throw out yeah. Sade. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, Kari, you, you, you get in there. <laughs> okay, uh, one of my huge musical influences is Stevie Wonder. Super, super top tier guy for me. I love Stevie Wonder. Mm. Um. Wow, this is really hard. <laughs> it's was, so much. Was was uh, really loved by D by D'Angelo part of that? Yeah, the the title was inspired by D'Angelo. Mm. You know, and I could say that D'Angelo is a musical influence, but with D'Angelo comes so many other musical mm. influences. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like to me, D'Angelo embodies like. Marvin Gaye, The Roots, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much influence in his sound, mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, any more for you, Kari? All right, yeah, so um, I gotta go classical, so uh, is between Brahms or, or Bach, yeah, probably, I've done a lot more Bach, probably, played indefinitely, obviously, solo suites, solo cello suites i mean that's definitely influence of my music uh kind of like how mathematical it is syncopation is huge i, I would say the last one would be it's uh and it's not for like any other reason other than he's got soul and it's like anything all the james brown at the james brown tree of musicians mm -hmm. all of these cats they are like they are the reason why like all of this shit exists, like funky shit, like everything. So like, you know, from the roots, D'Angelo, Curtis Blow, blah, 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 every, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Every, once all these jazz musicians started playing, you know, very simplified kind of arrangements, they were, first of all, already killing, you know what I'm saying? Coming from the jazz world, you know, and I love jazz. I love, 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 love jazz. But it's like, James Brown just kind of simplified it and, and, and brought it to the whole world, spurring a whole list of fucking artists. So that's another 
that's my third inspiration right there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't fucking around either. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I don't know if I could uh I don't know if I have if I have a third that I can really narrow it down to. Um well I got I another probably I would probably definitely have to put Prince in there. Okay. Prince is huge. Prince is huge. Hey bro, I met Prince one time. What? <laughs> yeah. Yo, my my I gotta give it up to her. Brianna and Brooke uh, to them. They, they were a band at then Brianna and Brooke Delow. Uh Jack Davies is her is her stage name. Uh, they brought me to his house. They were like, yo, Prince is having a you know get together. He's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna be DJ Rashida's DJing, and then he played like a three-hour set in his house. Wow. And I, was I feel like, like we need a whole dude. podcast just to discuss this because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously, no. I was like, I was like, he opened the door too, and the security guard was behind him. I was like, damn, this is really this is yo, yeah. this is the one and only right here. Like, and then he played. I was so tired that night, like, because I was like, that he's really going to play. Like, I was like, we we're going to stay until he gets done too. And uh, yeah, it was great. He played so much music. Yeah, I, then I were I was really at that moment. I was like, yeah, this is one of the greatest entertainers that we will yeah, probably ever. ever get to see. Yeah, ever. yeah, super, just about his business. Really good. He loved music. He recorded all the time. You know, like he he's kind of he's got that same thing that like I you know aspire to. Really, it's just like every day. You know, music. Do it for the right reasons. Like play that shit. Learn it understand communicate through it you know and, and speak truth through it you know i think he did a lot of all of that yeah. um so yeah prince is prince is huge man yeah i, I would think definitely that's, put i think that's really special too which is like you know every day you're just creating right and it's not for any particular reason other than you're you know when you're inspired you know exactly. what i mean i think it's one thing to be like on the deadline or right like you have yeah. to get something done <laughs> right? but it's another thing to be to wake up and be like yeah. you know what i want to i want to write today you yeah. know what i mean and let, let me just like write a few words a few pages whatever it may be mm-hmm. and then and then you continue with the you know whatever you do in your life right For sure um, yeah like like i think that that kind of balance is is something that i aspire to you know? Yeah. 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 Crap. Yeah, I think we all searching for that. <laughs> We're gonna get there. We're gonna get yeah. there. Sure. Um, so here's my so this is a thought experiment. Um, I'm not religious, but it's just a, it's just like metaphor. Um, you get in front of God in heaven mm-hmm. and you are asked to play a song or a film or show a piece of art. And you can answer this however you want. It's your thought experiment as much as much as it is mine. What is it? What do you what do you play present? for God? <laughs> oh, I know, I know that song. I mean, I've been thinking about that. Um, that sounds kind of morbid, but not that I, you know, I've been just thinking about like when you think about like, your time on earth and and if I could just think of a song that would embody what I hope people would feel about my life it's um Sade's Kiss of Life wow nice I love that you have such a clear answer answer. (laughs) (laughs) nobody has such I have everybody nobody that's what I would play that's what I would play for the Lord (laughs) (laughs) with with gusto like you are just okay yeah Really, that's a really beautiful question. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I love that. Kari? Yeah. I'd probably be like, uh, I was like, I, you know, it's, it's so funny. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know what I would play, but I was like, man, you want to make something? <laughs> you want to create that's something great. with me? That's great. I'd be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and, then, and then I would play that song. I would be like, get a song. 
I need to change my song. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I would love to get in the studio with God. <laughs> that is oh, come on. Can you imagine what that would sound like? <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know, but I want to hear it. <laughs> Yo, as an experiment, Kari, yeah. I feel like you should write something, right? Yeah. And if, it, if we could just drop it as an addition an additional little, you know, <laughs> you know, you're busy and everything, you know, you, you scoring the next project. You probably don't have time, but <laughs> I would just, I am now really, really super interested in what that would sound like. Man, me too. I mean, that's, it's, that's just a beautiful thought though, man. Like it's, yeah, that would be truly divine. You know, that would be, wow. And that, that would, that would, I think that would fill people's hearts so much and like, Obviously, you know, working, you know, with the with God would be it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like you know, there's like t- top five artists, but then there's God. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I my, like that thought experiment, though. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. Yeah. Um, amazing answers, amazing answers. I ask this question of everybody that I interview, it's just yeah. phenomenal answers. Um, yeah. My last question for you two is uh, a simpler one. Just uh, practical advice for yeah. upcoming artists, directors. Filmmakers, musicians. Angel? You know what? I give, I think that um, musicians and singers are probably the best people to take advice from, from a filmmaker. It's, it's interesting, right? Because I think that people who, you know, are coming up in the game, they want to be filmmakers, they always ask this question. I'm sure I asked it too. It's like, what should, I, what should I do? What do I do? Right? But when you want to make music, you don't ask anybody what you should do. You just make music. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like the best advice that I can give anyone who wants to make films is like, you need to make films. Like you need to shoot, you need to direct, you know, you need to act like you need, you need to create the thing that it is that you want to do. So in the same way that I think, you know, a musician just creates a studio in their room you know, wherever it's like they create, um, no matter what, you sell CDs out of the back of your car, you put it online, you, you post it on Instagram, whatever. It's like my advice to filmmakers would be to be more like a musician. <laughs> get it, get it going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, you know, I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, if you know, like, as given advice, obviously the the entry to making music has been like, you know, back in the day, you could, you know, there wasn't, you know, you couldn't just walk into a studio. You had to, you know, you gotta have a little money, you know, to to book a studio. Now, like, if I'm t- talking to a musician, obviously, I think every young musician has like the tools to make it. Like you said, like you can you can go and make a track. You know, you can get some speakers. You know, an interface and do your thing. But I was just, my thing, what I, what I had to do, I felt the, the most beneficial thing I did for myself was just like, make sure I was like learning, learning and trying to apply it as much as possible. You know, like, I understand you might have something in your head. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. But like, learn, learn something, learn some other things about it or around it, like dive really into it, get as much knowledge as you can because you're going to learn something from it you're going to be able to adapt you know new techniques into it you know like for me you know even playing cello it's like there's I still feel like man dang like I want to I gotta I gotta get back on that one thing I gotta learn that a little bit more you know I gotta get into it because then you just become just a student and being a student is is great it feels good and you feel like there's something you don't you don't feel like you're getting bogged down or anything. Like if you're learning something, you just feel like, damn, like, you know, there there's something to look forward to. You know, I feel like sometimes people can get burnt out kind of doing the same thing over and over again or not being able to stay fresh and creative. I think that's another reason why I love doing film, too, is because it's. I mean, I was strictly doing records, like working with, you know, Jill Scott and blah, blah, and doing all these people's records, records, you know, then someone was like, yo, can you do a movie? I was like, 
I don't know, but I got to learn how to do that. If I'm going to, if I'm going to do it, I got to learn how to do this. And so it's like, man, that was the greatest feeling. It's just like, dang, I'm starting from zero, but I'm like 100% in, you know, and I wasn't really shy about it. So learning something and applying it, I, that's, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to hit them books. <laughs> Get into it, you know. Well, thank you both uh, for this incredible conversation. And honestly, thank you both. Just like, again, as a creator myself, like I just really appreciate that you two and your whole team took the time to craft something that involved the dramatization of the process of craft. It was just, yeah. just something yeah. that is really, I can take to heart and it's nice to see. Um, and I really just appreciate you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, this is yeah, such a dope. beautiful conversation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that question. <laughs> Me too. Like, all weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm I might go listen to that song this. now. Yeah, or maybe, or, yeah and, and you might you might just need to make a movie about Kari getting to the studio with God. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah.